This is Living Proof Radio, May 2024. All of our full episodes are available on our Patreon with weekly drops, a Patreon-only radio show, and Living Proof magazine delivered to your house every issue, as well as our entire members-only library backlog. Patreon.com slash York. Yo, peace, everybody. Real quick uh, update on what's been going on, on down on our end. You know, a lot of you had found out that uh, the bank was trying to repo Charlie's RV, and we found out about that as well. And that's his home and someone who's, you know, done a lot for us. So we were able to stop that from happening and uh, paying off his debts by donating him all the money that we made uh, in June from our Patreon. So it's really amazing for us to be able to use this platform for stuff like that. Uh, a lot of people in our scene don't really get help like that. So it's, we don't, take it lightly and we really appreciate the the ability to do that and it wouldn't have been possible without everybody who signed up um now the month that's coming up we're going to be doing something for uh, hurt one bf crew i'm sure a lot of you have heard of him and his situation seeing as it happened a while ago and it's still currently going down uh his home was raided in 2008 he was sentenced to jail in 2010 and been on parole since which is makes it 11 years and the reason he's still on parole is because he owes $60,000 in restitution. Uh, but he's been, you know, slowly paying that off. Um, and we're going to be donating all of the money we make to him uh, at the end of July. So some of the stuff that happened to him through getting caught up writing graffiti was uh, he couldn't own any art making material legally. So they stopped him from owning chalk, markers, pencils, paint, uh, canvases. And this is someone who's, in, you know, he does art. Um, even just outside of graph. So that's, uh, you know, and then he couldn't own a cell phone, couldn't drive a car, couldn't leave the county, uh, couldn't be anywhere not contactable by landline phone, uh, still can't leave the county. So he's, he's getting closer to paying off the restitution and finding, finally ending this 11 years of parole. So our plan is to finish that off. Um, just like we were able to save Charlie's home successfully, our plan is to stop this uh parole thing from going down and just finish it off and then that's a thing of the past you know what i mean so uh that's what we're going to be doing with all of the money we make in july for everybody who signs up for the patreon what you'll get in return is uh access to sake uh sean crawford less and lot 29 episodes they're all up right now and um as well we're going to be sending everyone a print that we made on high quality photo paper of uh hurts day in court and it's uh him with uh two officers by his side and it has his hand style under it so trying to make it worth it to sign up and help this guy out and uh, help us help this guy out so i can't once again thank you enough for everyone who's been supporting since the start and everyone who's uh signed up for anything we've done or even listened to an episode uh hopefully we can keep this going and just continue uh you know, helping out people who we think deserve the help. So the link to the Patreon is in our Instagram bio, and it's also on our website. Yo, thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. Peace. Boom, dude. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Uh, I seriously really appreciate this, and... Uh, yeah, so I was doing a little bit of lurking on your Instagram, and I saw a post that you posted in 2016 talking about, like, your experience with uh, Lyme disease and how it, like, was, like, your health at that year was at an all-time low, and being diagnosed had you in, like, office after office after office trying to find out, like, some sort of treatment, 
but there was really like no answer so w- what happened with that yeah um i was feeling super tired and my arm was itching one day and i was riding into work and i was like i need to just go get a physical and see what's up like this just doesn't feel right so um i go in and the doctor was about to walk out the door and he was like you ever been tested for lyme and i was like no and like literally had almost had the door closed kind of open closed it type of thing and he's like we'll test you so he tests me it comes back positive i'm like what the fuck i never had a bite nothing you never so, rash no no rash nothing so um he comes back he's like you gotta come back one more time get blood work it comes back positive again. So they do it. Th- they do three times. If two is positive, then you have it. So what they do is they run you on doxycycline for like two weeks, which is like the same thing if you get an STD or whatever, and it kills everything in you from head to toe. So I go on that, and I'm on it, and I'm just like starting to get sick from doxycycline. So I go back, and I'm like, yo, I'm not fucking feeling good like at all. And so they, there's, like, all this stuff, and, like, I start looking into it, and it's, like, all this post-Lyme stuff, and then 35% of people don't have a bite, and it's just a world of stuff I'm now looking into, and, like, I'm feeling like shit. Mm-hmm. And I go back to him, and a lot of Western medicine doctors don't know shit about this. So they're like, yeah, we don't know what to tell you. You just go, you got to go to a specialist. Specialists don't take insurance, and there's only one in New York. And her protocol is like three times, and you'll get better. And the first visit's a thousand dollars. Second is eight, and the third is six. And by the third, you're supposed to you're supposed to start feeling better. So the, you get there, and the protocol. You better hope you feel better. You just paid fucking <laughs> ten days. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So it's like you get there, and she does the same lab work, lab work a regular doctor does, and then kind of looks at everything a little bit deeper. And I'm, like, pretty much feeling good, right? So, according to my blood work, everything's normal. Vitamin D is a little bit low, whatever. But it's, like, change your diet. Okay. Well, that's, like, telling a smoker to quit, like, right off rip. So, it's, like, yeah, you know, no sugar. Just bland as a rice. Very bland. Well, just water, rice, that's it. And I'm, like, all right, well, I can't do that. So, I changed it a little bit over six months to a year start to feel better but i would have like rings of numbness in my hand my foot burning burning here and it would come and go and uh eventually it was like it boiled down to like i was having so much anxiety from all the problems from lyme that it was like a now it's like an anxiety thing and there's theory in like the psychological world where if a lyme patient isn't treated properly they will end up actually going and they will go insane so that you'll find a lot of Lyme patients in a psychiatrist's office or, yeah, and they'll be like, what's wrong with me? I don't know what's fucking wrong with me. Like, I'm going crazy. And, yeah, that's, like, that's pretty much where that went. I thought I was actually going fucking crazy. Then I went to a psychiatrist, and I was like, I don't even know what you're fucking saying. So I was like, I'm fine, like, mentally. It's just, like, I just don't feel fucking good. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, I don't want any meds or anything or anything like that. So basically it was just like getting on a lot of supplements, vitamin D, ramping up everything, changing the diet. took about two good years of change. And then, yeah, but a lot of, I'd imagine a lot of people have it and don't know it, especially a lot of writers, especially a lot of writers are around woods and shit like that are always like, I'm fucking tired. You ever been checked for Lyme? No. Well, you ever been bit by ticks? Yeah. 
fucking, I find them on my clothes all the time. And it's like, you should go get checked because later down the road, you're not going to be feeling too fucking great because I don't, I don't know how long I had it. So it gets progressively worse? It gets, like, Tommy Hilfiger's daughter had it. She wrote an entire book about it. She fucking almost died. Her whole life was fucked. Like, uh, my friend Dom, he, he had Lyme and now he can't, like, remember where he even parked his car. Um, shit like that. Um, all kinds of weird stuff. People walking in the airport, having fucking heart failure. Like, when they don't know they have it, it just starts eating away at weird, different things in your body. And, yeah, eventually I just caught up and um, took care of it. And So there's only one specialist in all of New York? And the other ones are all in Long Island. So Lyme, there's a lot of ticks in Long Island. Yeah. Like, if you've never been to Montauk or any of that shit, Hamptons, when you go, like, by the beach, it's like, this area is infested with ticks. Don't go. Never fucking go. <laughs> like, don't even go, like, by that at all, you know? Uh, Connecticut's huge. There's a ton of them there because uh, Lyme was found in Lyme, Connecticut. So, mm. it's, it's like, there's a ton of doctors out there. But they rape you, you know? It's, like, all these protocols, especially in New York. And, like, honestly, like, all the research and all the facts are there at this point with yeah. that. Like, everything that lady told me by the end, which I ended up going to her six times, and then, like, didn't even pay her for the last three visits. Uh, it's just all just, it's all there. You just. just no, it's change. literally all there. It's, it's all, yeah, it's all. Like, she wasn't, she wasn't saying anything groundbreaking, right? Like, it's, yeah. Well, we talked about, we talked about this with, like, with Seb. And he's talking about how, like, you can find knowledge in your own way. You can really reach with, like, the internet now and libraries and all these resources. You can straight up find pretty much everything you want i'm not obviously doctors are not obsolete but like for a lot of the stuff that people will rush to a to a hospital for and end up straight up getting taxed Mm -hmm. you could seriously find out what to do and uh not like necessarily ride it out just like see what happens but like there's you don't have to rush to the hospital for everything like you can see what happens you can inform yourself like all right i'm most likely like i can see photos that look exactly like what i have and it's like a serious description on either webmd or even reddit communities of people who are feeling this way and i can like potentially avoid a ginormous taxing or like uh find out that a certain like supplements would make me feel better and potentially get rid of it altogether or get rid of like most of the symptoms which is what they're going to tell me um took them like years of study to do i could find out Without knowing all the reasoning, like, oh, I just literally have to take more, like, vitamin D or some shit like that. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. So, are you good now, though? Yeah, yeah, for for the most part, yeah. I mean, there was, like, there was, like, definitely some, like, discouraging moments. Like, I had good insurance at, like, an agency job I had. And um, there was, like, a moment where I was in the elevator going to work and someone was, like, what the, what's wrong, dude? You look, you look like you're pissed. And I'm, like, yo, I'm, I'm going around the fucking ringer trying to find out what's wrong with me. And, like, the nurse downstairs thinks this, someone thinks that, someone thinks that, my mom thinks there's nothing wrong. Like, you know, no one thinks, like, everyone has an opinion on it. And I'm like, I just know that I didn't once feel like this. And all of a sudden, I feel like this. And basically what I think it came down to is that uh, I took too much doxycycline. And now I can't even take it anymore. I tried to take it recently for something. And I was, like, immediately throwing up. And um, I had to go to something lower and yeah i mean so doxycycline is that just like a general medicine that you yeah, say kills like, everything you, you go to the doctor and you're like i got uh i got chlamydia small bacteria it'll just kill all the bad bacteria so like lime is a bad bacteria lime feeds off all kinds of bacteria i mean a, a tick the one the, the bad tick the small small it has ten thousand 
bad bacteria in it. So you have to like kind of, <laughs> and it feeds off it feeds off all the shit we like, sugar, like every, all the good stuff that we like, you know, all the stuff I like. So uh, yeah, it was hard. It was hard to change, like just salads and shit like that. So no, I was pretty bugged out thinking like how truly sensitive the human anatomy is because like you could really be taking care of yourself like physically and everything and uh like one one fucking date camping it's like yep. change your whole life lose your eyesight Hell yeah fucking. meet your memory yo and the thing is we get so comfortable like i just recently went on a road trip and i was like camping in the woods alone and like and it's funny because i did see those signs but for some reason i'm just like i don't know like whatever and i yeah. just you know things happen and you, you don't check yourself yep. or nothing and like I'm fine, but like, who knows? Who knows man? what could have happened? Like, or really this dude was walking around barefoot one time, like near the beach, and uh, stepped on like some oh, yeah. rowdy insect. Puerto Rico. And, and uh, like, <laughs> like foot got like numb, and I'm like, like in two hours, I truly don't know what's gonna happen. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, I think you better yeah. Google this shit. Yeah, but, like, yeah, yeah. Even if you do Google it, like, are you gonna like what you read? You're gonna immediately be like, oh well, I'm fucked in four hours. I have four hours. Nah, yeah. I don't fuck with anything outdoor anymore without <laughs> wool socks, boots, pants, long sleeves, and like mad bug spray. Like yeah. nothing. Like I'm not anywhere without that shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, especially anywhere near the woods. I don't fuck with the woods. Like fuck that shit. Yeah, you talked about too how like uh, in that in that same year, like you watched a lot of things change, most things for the worse. Uh, you know, just reading reading like a lot of your captions and like I, I know like some of the bands that you like yeah. and like the style of hardcore that you like because yep. there's obviously different. There's like Have Heart, uh, you know, like Youth of Today is very different from like from like fucking One Life Crew, right? Right. You know, so <laughs> right, like, right. Uh, what do you think, like? Are you like more more so like a negative person or are you like more pessimistic by nature? Do you do you think that like what do you think of like the state of humanity or society or like the state of even graffiti? God, fucking huge question. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh fuck, man. Uh no, I think I think there's a lot of humor and like hardcore lyrics as well. Like just like the way everything's written and it's like rap, like how many times can you sell? drugs in a trap house but like there's millions of records and ways to say that and hardcore also has the same thing where it's like how much can i hate life and then like say it over and over again and i think there's humor and like all that but it's like thank god for graffiti and thank god for things like the stuff that we like to do because like it really it really helps get through every thing that like you know life like sometimes it's really fucking boring and then other times it's really exciting and other times it's just fucking really depressing and there's like these patterns and everything and it's like fuck like you know i listen to a bunch of the you know the podcasts you guys have done and you guys this subject comes up a lot and Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people are very like optimistic or they're like or they're against the world or whatever and i'm just like i don't agree with anything right like i just i just want to go paint i want to go ride hopefully get some money and just, just try to just even balance of just, you know, cause no matter what you do, like, yeah, well, I'm fucking just going to drink this water bottle all the time. But yet this water bottle was probably made in China with like fucking slave labor. So it's like damned if you do damned if you don't. So mm-hmm. why am I going to worry about it all the time? But no, nah, there's definitely something funny about like all the hardcore lyrics. It's, it's a very like stripped down poetry and I really love that. It's very like it's very smart in some ways, and it's just to the point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, is is the other part of it the state of graffiti? 
with that or yeah, is that yeah. a whole other I just, question? I get like a sense from you, like, you know, I don't, it's not like this is like the first time we've met, but I get like this sense of that, like, uh, like a lot of the times, like it seems like you view things and it's like, uh, in a sense of like, it was like the thing that you're viewing has been stripped of its purity or like the thing yeah. you're viewing has like been straight up ruined by a bunch of corniness. Yeah. Uh, and I just wanted to hear what you, what you thought about that. I think about this every single day. Like, uh, Especially like, especially the area where like that we're doing like trains and stuff, and that like graffiti is obviously the new skateboarding and it's popular. And Dude, everybody writes graffiti. Every, everyone writes graffiti, and like a part of me is like, oh, you know, like I wish that like it was the old days where it's like you're just gonna fucking get kick someone's ass every time you see them or rob them and take. But then it's like. I didn't grow up like that, so what gives me the fucking right to act like that? Mm -hmm. But then when I see, like, some, like, new Jack, like, in the yard, I'm like, yo, I just want to fucking, I want to strangle that dude and then take mm -hmm. his paint and then just, then, but, but then, like, the whole other part's like, nah, like, what, what does it even matter? I don't own this, this rock, this rail, this building, this train, this gate, like, I don't own any of this shit, so what the fuck do I care what he does? As long as he just doesn't go over me, that's, a, that's whatever, but yeah. even then, sometimes I'm like, Alright. So gotta break this down. You can't do that. Man. So it's like yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's really a big like uh, I used to be very strict on every single thing. Then I realized it was killing me. And then, you know, you just kinda let things go a little bit. What do you mean by what do you mean by strict on every single thing? Very, very opinionated and very like this way or the highway, you're not doing it this you're not doing it this way, then I don't fuck with you. Mm -hmm. And like there's something I do like about people like that mm -hmm. and you don't you don't find them a lot anymore but you do find them kind of in new york a little bit and somewhere around the you know i've met a lot of people like that but i, I do like that there's people who are territorial then they're assholes about this or they won't fuck with any of this group of people they only fuck with themselves but then there's another whole other part of me it's like i don't, <laughs> I don't know like you know it's, it's weird okay and should you be like that i don't know fucking because kind of doesn't really get you a lot of places, and then people think you're a dick and this and that. I think long term it can make you a lot of enemies. Yeah, which can lead to a lot of insane shit. Yeah, yeah. Like if you make enemies with the wrong, you know, the wrong. If you're just making enemies with everyone, you're gonna make enemies with a group of people that yep. you wish weren't your enemies, and then like that leads to a whole life that becomes like a cool story later. But in the present moment, it's like fuck my life. Like yeah. I have these like serious enemies. Yeah, I mean, I've burned a lot of bridges that I wish I didn't, and it was because of just, like, stupid little things like that. Um, just literally the dumbest stuff ever um, that just gets between people. Mm. And you're like, why are we... At this point, I'm like, why do we even argue about that? Then you look back at it again, you're like, well, that wasn't loyalty, or that wasn't respect, or whatever. And then you're like, well, real friends should just, you know, shake hands, or even fight, and yeah. then just get it over with and keep going. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I don't know. I don't How did you get into like hardcore? How did I get into hardcore? Um, well, the high school I went to was like a suburban high school. We had a graduating class of 650, which mm. was huge uh, for where we were from. And a lot of those dudes were straight edge, like a lot of the kids who skated. There was probably like 35 of them, maybe. And like that was 
unlike a regular high school where there's like a popular they were the popular ones like they were like the cool dudes and like they always had like carry on floor punch fucking count me out in my eyes mm. all of them had all the shirts on i'd look that yeah. shit up any way i could and then like they all ended up becoming my friends and then a kid whose brother was in the band my luck which was where we're from he had a bridge nine sampler and he gave it to me and it was a it was a fighting music bridge nine sampler and i would listen to it on the bus every single day and then that was just that and the first thing i went to was like a warp tour and mm. 07 or some shit like that to see like no effects and anti-flag and shit mm. like that but yeah so from there on out i just that yeah that was it but there was never a moment where like it wasn't uh was not gonna be straight edge so yeah like how did the whole straight edge thing come about because i know you're super into those it. guys were all straight edge and like they were always having fun without like drinking or smoking and it never really got brought up until like the older kids moved on and then i was kind of stuck with the the group that I had and like none of them really fucked with hardcore or even being straight edge. And as soon as we got older, everyone was like more concerned about partying rather than skating or partying and picking up girls rather than pulling pranks or whatever, you know? And like, I was like, we can still have fun. You just don't, I don't see the point of all sitting in a basement, like getting fucked up, trying to hit on like two girls Mm -hmm. when there's like 10 dudes or, like, traveling around party to party for, like, just to stand there. Like, I never I never clicked. Like, it's not why I'm friends with you guys. And I'm friends with you guys because you skate or ride or you do whatever or, or just funny. But, like, not in this way. Yeah. yeah. Was there, like, a like just any type of militant militant straight edge uh, in that place that where you were at and, like, the people who were around? No, nah, they were just, like, they were just, like, good dudes. Like, some of those dudes went on to be, like, comedians and, like, fucking, they were just funny. Mm. Like, you know, it was, like, some more, like, CKY shit, just, yeah. but, like, not on drugs. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, they would okay. just, like, always be doing crazy shit and they, they just weren't fucked up. Like, um, in my experience, like, uh, just growing up, uh, like, skateboarding and stuff, and obviously, like, skateboarders, a lot of them just get into... Uh, smoking at a super early age, drinking at a super early age. You watch like the Baker videos, and you're like, "This is what this is it." Like, yep. you know, I don't care if I'm 14. Like, I'm, I'm like, I look like this kid. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I look like this kid on the screen. So I'm just gonna uh, do this and do that. And like a lot of my friends started uh, going to bars at, at 15. They all got like fake IDs, and they all started going. To, and like uh, I didn't, cause like uh, you know I was like going to hardcore shows and like straight edge and all that, and like. Uh, one thing that I found was that uh, no one, like a lot of times uh, people will be like, because I've never been like higher drunk, people will be like, yo, how did you grow up around like a mad like skate rats and they didn't clown your ass, like blah, blah, blah. And I felt like, like when I look back on it now, I feel like because like uh, like the the hardcore kids, like the straightish kids had like that aura of like, like, like that like badassery aura. It wasn't like, oh, you don't do this because you're soft and you don't you don't do this because like you're afraid you do this because of like some other shit. And mm-hmm. it, like uh, now, like looking back on it, probably like stopped me from like being peer pressured because no one even like really tried because yep. they'd be like, oh, because like these people who you're chilling with, like they just don't do that. And like in like a cool, like more like a uh, socially acceptable way, which is like so funny because it's like um, from like one angle of straight edge, like and like the history of it, it's like could be it's not supposed to necessarily be socially acceptable. It's supposed to be like 
fuck you, I have better things to do, and fuck all of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then it, like, gets flipped around somehow, and these people are like, oh, that's actually cool that you do that, and, like, they accept you for it. So yeah. I was wondering if, like, uh, you never got, like, because, you know, I, I know, like, uh, like you like riding and all that shit, and, like, you know, if you ever uh, had something similar happen to you. Where it was, like, kind of peer pressure. But they, like, wouldn't because they, like, like you're it's not that you're like no i don't want to smoke it's more like yo i'm like straight edge yeah you know what i mean i mean well first of all i hate when people say I re- they respect it okay and they like drink and smoke like if you're at a bar and like oh i respect that you do you could do the same thing yeah i just i just don't do it that's what you guys do i just don't do that and another thing i forgot about is that all the older kids in my neighborhood pre-high school they all had like pink mohawks and they all skated and they all had like huge dead kennedy logo shirts and like at the time it wasn't like it is now where like you saw like someone skating and everyone was like i know what that is and that was like those were the freaks Mm. so it's like my mom was always like you can hang out up there with them but if you fucking smoke or drink because she knew they did that she's not stupid then you're never fucking hanging out with them again and i was like all right I'll never fucking do it. I just never did it. Just because, like, I wanted to hang out with those guys. And they would always clown. They'd be like, oh, you should do this shit. But I just never fucking did it. Just never tried it. Never tasted it. Nothing. Because it was just always something else everyone else did. Mm. And then it just just made sense to just move forward that way, especially through college and all that shit. But then when I got here to New York, that was the worst I've I've ever been peer pressured. I've like literally like to the to a T like you know like they play like here's peer, what peer pressure is in high school that was like a t- literally that like you need to drink bro like come on like it's like a have... huge party scene yeah 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 but now all those dudes are junkies and fucking doing nothing and shit so it's like what was it worth it doing that plus graph is not good combo you see all the like the legends and what comes of them and it and it sucks to see like. It sucks to see these people who you grew up idolizing and you grew up, like, uh, straight up glorifying and you see what happens to them and, like, you know, like, you know, like, yeah, like, graph one thing, but it's, like, at the end of the day, like, some of these people who have been around and have been getting ups for years and now are just, like, straight up a fraction of what they once were yep. only because of the drugs could have just been had the same legacy, legend, influence a bunch of people and not have done that. That's why, like, uh, I have a lot of respect for, like, Jess, like, Claw, who, like, they come out on the other end, do the exact same thing, but then they, like, morph it. Obviously, you can't be street bombing up until you're, like, like 55, like, yep. 60 years old. Like, you're going to end up, like, you're going to end up destroyed because usually that comes with, like, a bunch of other stuff. So I think it's cool when I see writers who, you know, are not not only, like, they're just fully abstinent from that shit yeah. because uh, you're really saving yourself. Like, it's just like how, like, you go into the wrong woods and that one tick can change your whole life. <laughs> yeah. And you would have no idea that like, oh, if I just didn't walk into this, if I walk into this wood right now, like the next three years of my life might be seriously different. So then imagine like, if it's like, you know that like the, the drugs and alcohol will lead to this. That's like another wood that yep. like, we don't know how your life would have been so different. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, or even just the legends who we speak on, matter of their problems come from you know, we've, we've had a lot of them on here and like none of them say anything good about getting twisted. Yeah. And even if that was like their image back then, like they're all like, don't fucking do it and don't like watch who your friends are and don't, you know, all this stuff that's like cool to condone. It's like, 
yeah, I'm going to be the graph writer and I'm going to stab someone in the face so yeah, that everyone yeah. talks about it. But the people who stab people, 99% of them now are like, yeah, don't stab anyone unless like <laughs> you seriously yeah. really have to because you're yeah, going to yeah, ruin your yeah, life yeah. for a legacy. Exactly. You'll be dead. Yeah. It's like, what, what can the legacy do? Like Charlie was saying, like, I'm going to ruin my life for a legacy that exists when I like no longer am here. Yeah. Yeah, and no one gives you your roses while yeah. your flowers while you're alive. Like no one does that shit. No, but it's like yeah, I think again, uh, like Zexer's tags and throws. He's like the first thing he says is like graffiti is filled with fuckery, mm. and like since day one it has been. And I never understood that because no one makes graffiti harder than graffiti writers themselves. Like literally, no one does. Like if it's not you're not good at it, you didn't rack this, you didn't fucking fight this, you didn't say this, you didn't. If you didn't do any of this, you don't smoke, you don't drink. There's all these things against you besides the actual fact of doing it, which is a whole other thing, which is hard in itself to consistently do year and year after late night after late night. And it's like, yeah, I had, I've had so much backlash from being a writer not drinking, smoking, or whatever. That's a whole other crowd that does that. And I'm not a part of it. And even when I got into graffiti, they never liked that I didn't sit around and black book while they ate perks. It's like... Why can't you just guys eat a perk and then we can go paint? Like, I didn't come here to watch you guys sit in a room, do drugs, and then talk about, and then we never leave. Like, why can't, why can't you just get fucked up and go paint? Like, I, I don't understand that. But people really do look down on you sometimes for that shit. Mm-hmm. But you just move on to someone else who understands it. And I've, I've found partner after partner after partner that paints who's completely, even though they weren't straight edge, even though they drank, when it came to like doing graffiti, they respected that I was sober because we can get the job done at the end of the day, mm-hmm. and we can go home and like it's not gonna be this like, well, where's the spot? Ah, oh, fuck it, let's just go get, do something. I, like, mm-hmm. no, it's like that, I want to go paint. That's what I want to do. There's, I don't have time for the other shit. Like, if, mm-hmm. if everyone else does, then that's that's cool. Like, do do whatever they want to do, but I just want to paint. I don't even own a black book. I don't even like sitting around doing any... I don't like sitting around at all. I don't like Latin naps. I don't like any of that shit. So it's like, let's just go, go, go. So that's it. Like mm-hmm. Full force, always. So, yeah. How, how did you get into it? Like graffiti? graffiti and painting? Was it before hardcore or... Uh, no, it, it, hardcore, hardcore came first. But like BMX came first. And then like with that came all the music shit. And then, then graffiti came later on. I actually hated graffiti... Uh, when my friend showed it to me, I thought it was just like a bunch of dudes with like white dreadlocks playing hacky sack, smoking weed and shit, and like painting like thornbush style like letters <laughs> and shit. I was like, you know, like when like that's what you see like on commercial TV when you're younger. Like uh, they like have a scene at Baywatch and it's like piers on the the yeah. beach and it's like a little B roll shot. And it's like dude just like spraying <laughs> the wall on Venice Beach and it's like that shit looks stupid. Like I don't want to fucking do that. But my homie back in Ohio. He was all he's like a he's like a nerd like about everything and like the best way possible when it comes to sports, shoes, clothes, bikes, everything. He knows everything about everything. Before Instagram, the internet, all that stuff, this dude was getting like shoes imported overseas. Like he was he, he was real into streetwear, all this shit. He started drawing graffiti a little bit and then my my homie that's uh lives out here now where we're from, he started doing it and he started doing freights first. And he's like, yo, you got to check this shit out. And I was like, I don't, I don't fucking know. Like, it seems fucking stupid. And then one day, he's like, come with me and these two kids. We're just going to go to the train yard. And I went there, and it. I was like, all right, cool. Like, 
I'm just like watching them paint. I'm like, they kind of suck. And then like, there's these other dudes down the way, and they were there was like like a Mexican dude, uh, like a chick with like a Louis Vuitton bandana on, a dude with a mohawk, and then like some other random dude. I'm like, the fuck. I was like, I'm I'm just gonna sit right here and watch you guys. I sat on the rail and watched, and I'm like just thinking. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I rec I recognize like besides my friends, I like recognize this like cast of people through all the other things I've seen like whatever like hardcore and bmx and skating i recognize like this group i was like i think i'm gonna do this and then once someone told me how it works like especially with freights it was it clicked immediately with the ocd and like the autism where it's like okay the more i do the more it makes sense so like i'm just gonna keep doing that and i always like recognized it off of a main highway in ohio too which i learned later on but these this these dudes would do whole cars and if they, they did them, like, all in a line, and then the way they would pull them into the main yard, you would see them off the main highway, and it was just big block letters. It'd be, like, droids, sims, like, riddle, pro. sims, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm so happy that you just said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they would be facing the main highway, and I would always recognize that because it was just block letters or, like, tilt block letters or, you know, like, whatever. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Like, I can read that. It's big or it's tilted. It's a nice 3D on it, and it's you could just see it mad far away. And I'm just like, that's why I paint the way I paint. Just because, like, when I saw that first, and I was like, that's what I'm going to do on Freights. And then, like, that's what I've just continued to do. It's never changed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, uh, well, first of all, I just want to give a shout-out to Sims because that dude is yeah. so good. It's the underground legend kind straight of. Straight up. Oh, yeah. Like, straight up like King. I don't care. Yeah. I don't yeah. care, like, if no one's ever heard of him, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's one. And then two, it's like, I want to give, like, you props, man. Um I've been seeing your graph for as long as I've been aware of graffiti at all. And uh, you have, like a, honestly, like a lot of talent. It's not that for you sure. can just do, like, a bubble letter fill. You know, it's like, it's not that it's easy to come up with a fill, but it's easier to come up with just one fill where you only have to paint that one style forever. And you consider, like, you're accepted by, by the scene, by the community, as someone who is, like, pretty proficient. As long as you have that one fill, you can do it over and over. But, like... You can do like, you know, like you do bevels, you do whole cars. When you piece, you can do characters. You could do the background, and you have like a the artistic ability to like not just do like a piece, but like all right, we'll do the piece. The background color will connect the whole shit, like you know, like the freestyle style yeah. end to end, and it'll there'll be like a common theme. It'll be like the Home Depot theme, or like that chip dude with the hat, you know, or like yeah. the potato <laughs> sticks. Like yeah. I saw that you like do that a number of times, or a Beavis and Butthead yeah. theme. And um, you have like a very creative approach. It's not just like a. It seems like you could you could hang on like many angles, whether it be like whole cars uh, or piecing or like straight up uh, street bombing. Like on yeah. on Jackson Heights, you have this one truck. Uh, you have both sides. Yeah. And um, I've always wondered. Like I doubt you know. I doubt you know what I'm talking about. But like I always wonder. Like oh, where do you do this? And. Uh, yeah, I just like see you on trucks, and I've been just seeing your stuff for a long time. I walked past the filling uh, across the street from Labor the other day, like nice. on the on you know oh, what I'm talking about, yeah, like yeah, on the yeah. bottom gate. Um, yeah, man, and you just been you just been doing your thing for like a it seems like to me a long time, and you've always had a skill for a long time. Like uh, I've seen a lot of people uh, throughout just me observing. Uh, they start, and it's cool to watch them get progressively better, but it always seems like you. And, like, the people who you write with, which is, like, another huge factor in graffiti, 
have always had a, a pretty high level of skill. Yeah. Um, and you've shifted the people that you've written with over the years. Like I, I could see that you had like partners that you'd write with heavy and then not so much. And now you have like a whole another and they're always they're always really really on point you know what i mean so yeah yeah appreciate that yeah um no I don't, i've never i don't even have a black book like i said i've never drawn like i don't do any of that shit the trains of the black book honestly like you'll see like the progression of like the fill looks so bad and then like just like over time it's like getting better there's just a lot of bad shit out there but yeah i mean and as far as the people goes yeah i mean our our house in Brooklyn used to be like a graffiti hostel at one point and that's like kind of why I started shooting photos is because there was so many people coming through and staying with us whether it was like people I knew or someone else knew um I was like yeah I'm just gonna start documenting that um it wasn't like to get fame or like hashtag 35 millimeter or anything like that it was just like <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even own the camera honestly yeah. fucking uh I used to work for a serve and I was sitting there one day, like, cashing out, and uh, the dude had, like, boxes and boxes of photos, and he had never done anything with them, and they were all good photos, and I was like, what did you shoot these with, and he showed me the Yashica T4, and I was like, cool, I was like, that's easy to use, and he was like, yeah, he's like, that's what I shot all these with, I was like, the lens is nice, it's, like, nice and sharp, and he was like, yeah, I was like, it shoots low light, too, like, no flash, he's like, yep, and I'm like, you're not gonna do anything with these photos? No, I'll just probably I'll just probably be here. I'll, I'll do something with him someday. That's what everyone says. Yeah. And I was like, "Well, can I borrow the camera?" And he was like, "Yeah, you can borrow it." So I started. I just borrowed it and got film. And I was like, "I'm just gonna make something because I, I, I'm not gonna be the person who just has like all these photos and then you never see them." And then another thing is, I didn't like I didn't like how people would always just like kind of shoot behind someone a flash photo and it's like just like all right. It's just this guy doing a fill cropped or whatever. I was like, I want you. I want to see the area. Like, I want to see the whole scenario that they're in. And I, a lot of people didn't really do that kind of, I guess, with like action photos. So I was like, that's something I want to do. It didn't really matter who it was. I just, I just want to show like what they're doing and where mm -hmm. they're doing it at. So uh, yeah, that's how that all started. No, yeah. I mean, your, your photos are dope, man. I was, uh, you know, I've been lurking and I saw some of the people that you shot brings me back to a time when like. At least for me, when I when I was like first getting into graph and like observing it, all of it was so like pure. And I'm like, damn, where do these people go, man? Like, I saw uh, Womp, No Teeth, uh, Too Much, Spain, uh, Beats. Ah, uh, yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. And I remember, yeah. like, I have a Flickr account where I posted all of these. Uh, yeah, like it, yeah, they're still yeah. there. And uh, Beats with his S yeah. with the with the negative space in the bottom yeah. part of the S. And like I've talked to people who are like current writers about him, and nobody knows who no that one knows. is. And I'm like, yo, when he came, he was up. Like he actually smashed. He smashed it. And I'm like, damn, I'm so pissed that like when I hashtag it, I just hashtag beats. Obviously, like it's gonna be millions of posts, and I can't find nothing. Yeah. I think I've typed in beats graffiti in the past, and like it's hard for me to find anything. And I saw the like a chrome fill that you flicked, and I'm like, this is dope that this is here. Or a uh, no teeth coming yep. through too much Spain womp. I always loved womp uh, yep. stuff and how like how straight up like rudimentary it was and like how like it's like bad but good. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that was the start it, of it. Yeah, dude, I, I always love. And then like he had uh, in the lower. I think it's, it has to be gone now. The the extinguisher going down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was Sick. just like yo, when this dude hits, he doesn't care about anything. He just does it 
gigantic and rudimentary and yep. like stock tip stock tip fill stock tip outline and just then doing just doing graffiti like so Jim, good, Jim Joe Womp shit you know like that's, that was the partnership yeah no nah, I don't I don't know where Womp's at uh, I don't know where no T's at at all um, so they what they just came through the hostel the, the, the graffiti hostel <laughs> they in? stayed with us I forget I forget how I, I used to work um uh <sighs> Me and me and Womp used to do stuff together. Um, those were all the North Carolina boys. A lot of those guys are still around. Like Rhoda and all them mm-hmm. dudes are still around. Yeah, right. uh, they just don't do graffiti. Is mm-hmm. like how they did it when they moved here. I mean, graffiti's hard in New York. Yeah. I mean, it seems easy now, but one, it's not hard. I mean, it's not easy. So fucking. I remember Beat told me we did we did a little run together, and I remember he, one night it was a bad night. Got pressed by some dudes, and uh, he was like, "I'm done. I'm done. Like, this. It's not fun anymore." He's like, "I did the fill thing with you. Like, he was always doing tags or doing like creative stuff. And then like we did, we did the fill in run, and you know, you got to be a little bit more on point. You got to have the lookouts and all that shit." And he was like, "This isn't fun anymore." And then he gets pressed by these dudes, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm happy that we did what we did. That's what he said, but." I'm just gonna do it my own thing. I guess he does art now. I don't know. I don't know what he does. I just, yeah. but I think everyone's still around. I don't know. Obviously, too much. I consider too much one of the most consistent writers. He's been consistent for so long. Spain still around, super consistent. Um, forget who else was in there. Yeah, uh, these are people who have very distinct styles, so they stand yeah. out immediately. They was either they came through or someone knew someone, and they were like, "You should stay with him. You should stay with." Yeah, and. Um, they would uh, they would come through and they would stay for like a week or two and we, yeah we would just shoot photos and go on little trips and yeah I mean that's about it and um, I think the best person I shot with was obviously Zexer because mm. at the time some of these things I actually did reach out probably how like you guys do and reach out to people but I I th- when I'd seen Zexer stuff I could tell that like. He, he someday he was gonna be someone like he was gonna be a prolific writer from New York like the the writing the way he does everything looks like New York it's very you know he's a, he's a New York person himself but the the graffiti looks very I consider like CEO and Panic like that type of yeah. writers too where it's like if you took a photo of their stuff on like a cloudy day on like a you know like a fire escape right now mm-hmm. that could be from the 80s or 90s like it wouldn't. You know, that's just the way the style is. And I think that's fucking sick because mm-hmm. this is the place for it. Like, that's how it should look. But Zexer was also like that to me. And a friend had reached out to him. And I was like, yeah, I want to I want to shoot with him because I just wanted to have photos. Like, you know, and um, we meet we meet up one day and he's like in sh- like swim trunks that were like neon green and like a huge polo. And uh we had never met before, and we got, he got off the train. He's like, yo, I don't know if you know anything about me, but I don't give a fuck. And I was like, sick. <laughs> and uh, we, like, he didn't, I didn't have a car at the time. He didn't drive. So we walked up the street, and it was right at Broadway and Marcy. So I'm just going to do this gate. I'm like, you want me to look out? No, nah, just shoot the photos. No lookouts, nothing. Just keep going down Broadway. He knows everything about every store, every roof, every tat. He knows everything about everything on that on Broadway, he, any open gate he painted, he knew which way the cops were going to come, which way they were going to turn, all that shit. 
and yeah, it just and then we kept in touch and we made another one. And the other one, the other little zine and slash book I did, um, he had a little section in, but I made a couple videos to go with it. And set the second time we meet up for that was actually like another funny instance because he was like, I was like, yo, we should do this, but I'm gonna make a video to like accompany the photos. No problem, he says. So I'm like, all right. I'm like, he's like, meet me at Flushing and like fucking Wilson or some shit. And there's a bunch of murals. There was a bunch of murals over there. And I pull up and he's already ragging all the murals daytime. And that's the first time I'd seen like someone bombing day. And he, he was just standing there kind of like making his hands warm. And then he, I could see him from like mad far away. Like, and he was just still ragging all the murals. And like, I, I, I put it in like, like park with lights on everything i got out of the camera and i was like still filming him just like do it because he was almost done i'm like why didn't you let me film the whole thing so yeah. <laughs> uh and then like the, we walked the rest of the day and that was actually the first time i'd ever bombed daytime was with him on johnson and like morgan and like the way he's just got a way about him that he like he really knows the streets and it was really sick to like meet that dude and um he was like he's like everything you do in the streets you hear you don't see and uh, I always, I've always like, if you if you meet someone and there's like one thing you can take away from them, that was one thing I took away from him because it was like the hearing, like you can always hear like what how things sound, like how people drive, what speed they're going, like all that shit. And uh, that that day, like I realized I was, we were like doing these fills on the daytime, I'm like holy shit, this is crazy as fuck. Like while I'm, like filling in, he he's laughing because he knows I'm scared, and like but then like it just made sense after that, like it just okay, yeah, you can do this. And then, like, after that, it was just a common thing. Oh, just do a daytime. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, crazy. R.I.P. Yeah, 100%, <laughs> man. I mean, yeah. like, uh, in his, in, his uh, in that video, he's, like, doing it all daytime. I think he's the only one, right, who in that little series did it daytime. I showed his face, too. Showed his face. Yeah, he talked about how, like, fuck, 30-something arrests, but then no convictions because uh, it costs this much to... To do this, to bring it take to it to court. court. Yeah, so then yeah, if you just yeah. do this, then nothing happens. Yep. And it's like, uh, it's like kind of very consistent with what you're saying about like knowing the laws, knowing this street, knowing that mm-hmm. store, knowing yep. where the guy is gonna turn. Yep. And um, I think that's something important, like uh, for like that uh, idea of like the savvy graph writer. You know what I mean? Um, just to like know your surroundings. Yep. That's, a, that's a huge part. Part of it is a. Uh, really being uh, aware of your surroundings but more so than just awareness but like knowing like history and knowing like where you stand and like what you should and shouldn't be doing and yep. when you should and shouldn't be doing it and I feel like now as graffiti becomes more common yo I know like all the skateboarders in the LES uh, and like all of them pretty much paint something now. Or, yeah, try, yeah. Try, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, not, maybe not necessarily seriously, but in their mind, like, it's, like, serious. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. In their mind, like, they want to get it as quick ups as possible, and they know that now with, like, the, with, like, graph being, like, a ginormous thing on Instagram, they can literally do it. Just yeah. With, like, this right person, and then, uh, boom, everyone everywhere knows who you are. And it's, yeah. like, uh, I don't care, man. It definitely does take away the, the, the purity of it, because, yeah. uh, um, you know, before, you know, you're talking about taking photos and that's something that I wanted to touch on. Uh, we went to Dax's crib in Atlanta and he has mad photos, uh, Kel 5MH, mad photos, uh, Nov, mad photos, Lions has his, has his fair share of photos. Uh, you'll get like all, all of these people 
And uh, Dax talks about how it's like uh, something that was a part, just like how you boosted your shit and then you you soaked your caps in this and then you got them from here. You also documented it because no one would, uh, no one would if the writers didn't. Yep. Of course, like there was like the Martha Coopers and like, but like for the most part, like uh, the the what what you wanted to see in your stuff and you and your boys is uh, memories, bro. Like yeah, yeah. Some of the greatest times of your life that in that moment they seem like nothing. Maybe not nothing, but they seem like nothing. But in like even fucking ten years, so much has changed. So many people like. You don't know where Notif is at. You don't know where Womp is at. May, they might, they're probably still around. But, like, these photos become straight-up gold. You're like, yo, that night, yeah. uh, we did this. Like, these are straight-up, like, my brothers at one point. Yeah. And uh, we're losing that because of straight-up, I don't care, like, because of digital. Yeah. Like, uh, we have the photos, and they straight-up either get deleted or lost when our phone gets smashed. Uh, and there's something about having it physically... You know, like, I would like to see a resurgence in that. And you know what's cool is a lot of writers do do that. Like, even though it is, like, a trend to have, like, your little point and shoot yep. and, like, do your little thing, it's still, you know, at least they're doing it because yep. uh, this is getting lost and it's getting washed away. And any media that isn't just straight on this thing, which, dude, the internet could explode tomorrow. Yep. Most likely won't. But, like, what is it? It's in the air. Yep. Whereas, like, these photos and, like, dude... We were at, at like, no studio the other day, and I was looking at some of these photos, and I'm like, yo, I have to start shooting, like, my friends do, do stuff that, like, I I know in the future will be, like, these photos, like, something yep. that he looks at, and, like, yeah, dude, in the moment, I didn't even care. That dude's dead now. Yep. And, like, that was, like, my brother. Or, yep. like, look at me, look how in shape I was. Like, yep. oh, this night I did this. Like, he was showing us some bugged out shit, and in the moment, like, he didn't even think twice when he was yep. taking them. He's like, yeah, the boom. Thing, the thing is with those photos is that, like, I feel like they're just being, not in a way wasted, but like they're just like sitting in his crib, like no one's seeing them. I feel like yep. these things should be celebrated, you know? Like yep. they, they have so much quality and like value to them. Yep. It's amazing. Cause like I think about like my phone, for example. I have like in my photo album like thousands of like images and videos, whatever. And like most of it is like bullshit that I, I wouldn't hesitate to delete. But within those little things are like amazing memories that like sometimes I look back on, but like I wish I had like. A physical copy of these things you know yeah um well with the 30 with the point and shoot camera it was to me it wasn't like how it is like to have one now to me it was like well he he put the money and time to develop all the, these photos and had all these boxes of it and i was like well i have this phone but like that kind of like anyone could do it so it cheapened it just like where if you're gonna make a skate video the one dude has to have the camera yeah. to make and like no one else could afford it or afford the lens so that's how you make get the video of it now anyone can do anything they can film make a little video graffiti video make a little collage they can do anything they want but to me it was like if i was going to spend the money to process all the film i had to print it i had there was not there was nothing there was no way other way to do it i had to print it to make something rather than just post it so that was kind of the thing with that. That was like the motivation where it's like, if I'm going to take these photos, they have to go into something and it has to come out. So, uh, yeah, I don't know where all those, there's no pot of gold at the end of the graffiti rainbow. So it's like, they can all like fucking fuck off and do their little streaks and shit, whatever. But there's, you know, you know, real writers like, you know, <laughs> Zexers sit at my house and talk about Harbor Blue for three hours. Only someone obsessed with graffiti is going to do that. And that's the beauty of it, right? Not saying people will become that, but it's like, mm 
this isn't a trend for some people, right? Like, it's not. Like, people live this shit day in, day out. And, um, yeah, I think the I think the photos help with that, too. I try to... I try to document people who kind of felt that way about it as well. Like, it wasn't just, like, this thing, but, you know, things change. Mm -hmm. Some people fade away and some people stick around, but... Also, something I think about, like, in terms of longevity with graffiti is, like, um, style and, like, tags. Like, me growing up in South Brooklyn, I feel like the people I talk to, they made it seem, and that's the way it was, because that's how long it took for me, in a way. Like, it took, like, it would take, like, three to five years just to develop a solid hand style you know what i yeah. mean to like truly be like yo this is how it is and this is who i am and like constant progression you get what i'm saying yep. like it's i think um it needs to be practiced a lot more before getting put on the streets you know what i mean yep. like bro like when i was young i would just like i would like squeeze into little like construction lots like in the middle of nowhere to like try to do something on like a piece of wood now kids are hitting like high spots it's like their first spot <laughs> yeah it's like it's crazy the you know the yeah yeah or it's like or you gotta or you know be bad forever some people are bad forever that's fine but it's forever it's not like one year you how many people you see come and go in one year like through all these all this shit so it's like yeah just be bad for the rest of your life that's dope too that's a part of graffiti that yeah. we need right like they're like yeah, that sucks, but that thing is fucking everywhere. 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 Yeah. And damn, yeah. fuck, that's it. Like, what What are you supposed to do? Like, yeah. and then, you you know, they got some weird shit going on with them, and that's the reason they do it, and I fuck yeah. with that. Like, I fuck with all yeah. the outsider code mm-hmm. type of shit. Like, you know, like, South Brooklyn's a crazy place. There's, like, a lot of a lot of strange people down there, especially <laughs> fucking writers. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> fucking, you know, but they've been around forever. That's yeah, an yeah. area where a lot of people have been yeah. around forever, you know? So, shout out, Map. <laughs> shout out, Map. <laughs> <laughs> but, yo, um, speaking about, like, coming and going one year in, one year out, and, like, people who leave quickly, uh, what has been your deal with uh, your run-ins with Vandal Squad and, and all of that stuff? Yeah, I don't know. Fucking um, just had an instance with them and um, those dudes. It's, just, it's a different. It's a different. I don't know. Like it's a sign of the times. I don't know what's going on. Like I, I don't. I don't know. Like a lot of people. I don't know. There was only one time where it was actually kind of fucked, but it was for freights and like this GI Joe motherfucker from Queens. He just, like, he wasn't having it. And he apparently is, like, transit. I don't know his name. I asked if he was still working for them. And he was, like, they were, like, yeah. And I'm, like, fuck, I hope that dude doesn't show up. And they're, like, yeah, neither. we hope he doesn't show up either. Like, that. I don't think even – I don't even think they like him. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, some, some of those guys are gung-ho. But, like, yo, honestly, that's probably a fun job. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like – I hate I hate the word a cab. Mm. I hate all that shit. I hate fuck the police. I hate, dude. Like they just if you own a building and someone paints your gate, you're gonna be tight. Like yeah, if you own a if you building, like if you don't know about graffiti, why would know, you be happy about like, that? Like why would I like? Why? Yeah. And then someone comes and hits it the next day, and the next day after that, and then you're gonna be fucking tight. You're gonna yeah. be pissed. If I had if I owned anything and any. I hate. I even hate when people come to my crib and they write on the cardboard boxes that I have my paint in. I'm like, yo, why are you gonna vandalize my own shit? Yeah. Like, or like, you know, leave shit in my car. I hate all that shit. Like, even when you own a car and people put bumper stickers on the car, it's like, why? Do you, why do you put stickers on your own shit? Like, mm-hmm. that's a car. Mm-hmm. It costs thousands and thousands of dollars. But it's like, yo, I, I think there's like a. F- 
I think there's a corny thing in graffiti where it's like, the f- and especially now with everything that's going on, yeah. all the police shit. It's like, nah, it's like, it'd actually be kind of fun to just drive around and look for fucking retards all day doing stupid shit. But then you have everyone bitch at you about it. It's like, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> like fucking, it's like, Vandal Squad, like, it's not even a serious, you know, you're not going to do time. Fucking, what? Some people have been arrested, like, 75, 80 times. Like, almost like, no writers have done time. <laughs> there have been some, but, like, almost none. Compared to how many there are and how many get caught, like, your chance of doing time are infinitesimally small. Dude, it's like, yeah, unless you're doing, like, transit or you're, or you're painting bumblefuck somewhere. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's like, but here it's like, unless they change the law, I mean, dude, it's, it's fun for them, too. It, it has to be fun for them, like... These guys are idiots, like, and so are we. So it's like, fucking, this got to be fun as hell, like, just yeah. catching some dumbass, like, you know, like, uh, what? A, we just caught this guy doing this. What a dumb idiot. It's like, yeah, that's that's hilarious. They probably joke about it after work, and I'd imagine, I hope they do. So, yeah, you know. So you, you haven't had any, like, serious repercussions for, uh, for Graf? Nah, nah, not at all. Just, like, a bunch, a bunch, and a bunch of arrests, but that's it. Uh, I think it's like 17, 18, 19, 20, yeah, Jeez. at this point. But it's like... We're all, all in New York? Yeah, it's all stupid. So it's just all dumb. Mm-hmm. You, but, don't get worried, you don't get worried when you go out that like uh, if if they bag you because you've had all these arrests, like something will come of it? Or, mm, no, because it's, like it's like always past that, uh, that marker where it's mm-hmm. like they give you the six months to, yeah. you know, chill or whatever. If that thing goes away, a lot of everyone's fucked. So yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm there was. I remember the first time it was like 2011. The courts were so backed up, and I remember being in there and the judge being like, "Another one of these fucking things," and it was a graffiti case, mm-hmm. and it was just like, "What the fuck? Like why? You know?" And the, it's like it just backs up court, and uh, so do a bunch of other things, like all the weed shit. Thank you know, thank God. So going, yeah, going through smooth now. It's like not that bad, but yeah. What was the deal with you uh, moving to New York? Uh, when did you initially come here, and like, what was your initial living situation like? It was always gonna happen. Um, there was like no other place I ever thought of. I don't even, I don't even care about going overseas. I don't care about any of that shit. New York was always gonna be the place. Um, yeah. It was basically started because of BMX, watching footage and like the way it looked on film. And I was like, I, I want to go there, and I want to ride, and I want to film like that. And then the graffiti followed up with that um, at the same time. And then so did the music as well. Everything just made sense. I was like, I'm just go- And I was really into, like, streetwear and stuff at that time. So I was like, everything's there. And then, like, I went to school for graphic design. All the jobs are there. And there was just no questions. Like, as soon as I graduated, it was like, that's where I'm going to go. And then I came and... Yeah, the rest is history. So you never thought about moving out or nothing? Out of here? Yeah. Hell no. Never. Never going never going back. Never going for just it's just gonna be I don't think about it. Mm-hmm. I don't even like the thought of going overseas to like do anything. Mm-hmm. I like I, I think the like, America's sick. Like yeah, yeah. I, I I love the fact that all these guys are doing like the fifty states thing now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like it's just like the <laughs> the most random cast of people doing it, but it's mm-hmm. like that's kind of sick because, like, dude, there's a lot of sea in the country and there's a lot of fucking shit to paint. And I think a lot of the states are cool for different reasons and New York's not the only one. Everything in the middle is cool and, yeah, it's all it's all fucking nuts. 
everywhere you go. Do you believe in that statement where people say like, oh, if you can paint New York, you can paint anywhere? Nah. I don't no. believe in that either. I, I've heard that so you, many times. If, if you can't paint somewhere else, you can paint here. Yeah, that's how <laughs> like, I it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. like this is the easiest place to paint. Everywhere else is like, well, a why do it? Or you're just gonna get like you could you know most most cities you could just king it in like fifteen fills twenty fills. And so so like at night you might be one of the only people walking around. Yep. And there's actually gonna be mad boys staring at you. Yeah. Or or someone calling the police yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. there's no there's no hole in the ground that you can just escape on a cylinder. Yep. To like somewhere mad far away. Some alley, some whatever. Yeah. Taxi, Uber, like whatever. You get chased in another in another city that doesn't have like a rapid subway system or even one that you could just run into the tunnel. Yeah. You you're kinda of boned, man. Like yeah, you, you're, gonna, you're gonna have to do some really next stuff to, to get away. You're gonna have to hide, you're gonna have to jump in a dumpster, you're gonna have to pray they don't call back up. Yep. Here it's like I'll just run into the subway. I'm. I'll just paint a spot that's right next to this hole, yep. and then I'll be good money. <laughs> and not only that, but like even if I'm not, then like I get us. I get nothing happens to me. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what. That's like speaking of the Fifty State store. That's what. That's what comes to mind when I picture these like New York writers just show up into like a little town in like in the middle of nowhere. And, like no disrespect to like Kentucky, but like yeah. you know places yeah. like that. It's like. They just show up with like a New York mentality, and there's like nothing but cows, and they're like, "Yo, all right, I'm gonna hit this state, but like, what do I even write on?" Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Catch a market tag, and all right, I'm done with this state. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's not really, there's not even shit to hit in some places, but mm. people make it work, I guess. Yeah, no. I feel like there's pro- there's like progressively less stuff to hit out here too, as as uh you know different buildings pop up with like certain uh, fronts that like wouldn't really make sense to hit. Yeah. Or they're like leveled, so it's like, oh, I, I can't. Uh, like rock a filling on that or anything like that and part of me thinks that uh, I know this is like might sound crazy but part of me thinks that like the day will come when uh, like at least the LES is cooked like there's no more graph there the reason I think that is just because like uh, when I went to SF uh, not that long ago and you know you've hear I've heard so many things about SF graph and the history and all the people and like I linked up with a writer out there uh, who really knows his shit. And we went to, like, all of, like, he brought us to all of the, like, and everything was buffed, like, clean. And uh, even places like like the Mission were pretty buffed. And, like, I was like, dude, how did this happen? Uh, and it happened because even if you look at, even if you look at, like, areas in New York, you know what gates get buffed the next day, and you'll just be like, there's no point. Yeah. So if that gate becomes two and those two become four and those four yeah. become 16 uh before you know it like whole blocks can be like n- like no goes anymore and you get just shifted to whole, another whole area and like yeah. not only that but like the changing of like the the architecture which does have a huge part to do with it you change up the architecture and like the buildings aren't ones that like make sense to hit yeah then what are you supposed to do yeah you know what i mean and like uh, it's not like I think like New York will ever get to the point where it's like graffiti free. I'm sure it will one day. Like as years and years and years go on, and if we're all not dead by then, like humanity as a whole. But I'm saying like I don't think that like it's as far removed as people think it is. Like oh that could never happen. There's a million years from now, or like I think that it could happen if they wanted to. If that was like their sole mission, which obviously it's not going to be. But if it was, it's cl- it's clipped. You know, they did it for the trains, and, like, yeah, arguably the trains are harder than, I mean, easier to do that, too, than, like, the streets, but, like, 
it's still fully possible, I think. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Or people would just find a different place to do it. Some place overlooked like Cleveland or St. Mm-hmm. Louis or, you know, Detroit was an example of that or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. I think Cleveland's like the new hot spot, so. For real? Yeah, a lot of people have been going there. So oh, word. A lot of people have been coming through. And it's, it's like... Uh, the east side of Cleveland's terrible. Like you don't hear a lot of shit about this, but it's fucking huge and it's terrible and it's all brick, and you there's not a lot of police and it's you're gonna have a harder time with the people living there than you are with actual police. And it just the east side start the it starts getting bad at 55th and it goes all the way to like almost 230. So that's a that's a lot of blocks. The there's a lot of abandoned, vacant bullshit on. So, and that's just the one side. So, yeah, I mean, there's tons of stuff to paint there. Do you I'd, feel like you have a like Cleveland and in, influenced you at all? Yeah. No. In your life or not much? No, it was just like uh, the, the venues were on the east side, and the way we took to go to shows had to pass through like all the main routes, and it would always see stuff. So, yeah, that was about it. I mean, I would always see graffiti, and I'm like, oh, it looks cool. That style, like the big block letters and stuff that was readable when people did like spell outs and shit, I was like, that stuff looks cool. But um, it did. I didn't think anything twice about it actually, like at all. Like it just like, oh, you can like you can like read what it says, like, mm-hmm. you know, the name Sim, over and over and so over. So Sim, Sims is up in Cleveland. He was. He's king. Dude, are you serious? Yeah, I thought from, he was from Massachusetts. He came there after and killed it there. Yeah, but he had Cleveland like smack. He still has spots that are like. Uh, still living pretty big shit. He has some stuff in Massachusetts still living too, like uh, Hangover Rollers. Yeah, I know like the there's one. There's one in Cambridge. Yeah, I know the that's one. That's straight about. up king. Like it's so well done yeah. that it makes no sense. And then he has this one where uh, it's like a walkover bridge, but not a walkover bridge. Like you could walk over, but you're not supposed to. And like he did a roller as like perfect as you could possibly. Yeah. Do um. Yeah. Do you, do you know anything about that guy? Nope. Straight edge. Really. He's, like, into the hardcore scene and stuff? Hell yeah. Oh, dope. Yeah, I have okay. I have literally no idea anything whatsoever besides yeah. that he's straight edge and that he's painted in Cleveland and, yeah. and Boston. Yeah. Yeah. He's a teacher. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's, like, one of those things, you know? Like, he's just, like, kind of, uh, he did what he needed to do and then, you know. It I, almost makes it sicker for me that, like, he doesn't paint anymore. Yeah. Just because I'm, like, yo, that's, like, stamped in time forever. Like, it's almost yeah. like a... Like uh, in boxing, if like the champion stays for way too long and then just, just gets his ass whooped, uh, it's like he's did the best stuff in the best places, and now that's that, and yep. you know you're never gonna see it ever again. I think New York and like Philly and like that or like L.A. or whatever is like the only places where it's probably motivate you to mm. be 50 or 60 years old and still paint because it's like you can't escape. Like a, you, you know, new something new on your way to work pops up, and you're like fuck. I always wanted to fucking do that gate. Why didn't the fuck thing? You're just like, now you keep an eye on it, gets buffed, and you got to go do it. So it's like, I think it's the only thing that motivates you to keep going. Like, you just can't escape. You're like, ah, oh, fuck, that dude got it. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Like, now I got to go do it. So, but like, you're from like Mass and Cleveland. You're yeah. like, there's not really comp. So, no, there's not. You know, <laughs> it's, it's like, you do, just do what you do. Do and you then... still get hyped and, ins- and inspired to paint? Or... Yeah, yeah, every day. Do you ever, you ever, you've never felt like, yo, I'm kind of over this, kind of like how Beats was like, I'm done, man. Like, this is, it's clipped. Nah, because like, I, I feel like this with everything. And like, if you spend a certain amount of time on something, then what's the point of quitting? Like, why, why would you just quit? Like, 
I don't know. I mean, it, we you do it three or four times a week, sometimes five, sometimes seven days a week. What the fuck? Why would you just, I don't know. Like, you can burn yourself out, but, like, even getting older, to me, it seems more important than it ever has been. Like, especially, like, all the youth type of stuff, like hardcore, BMX, graffiti. It seems more important now than ever has been because now I'm watching all my friends get older and I'm watching them get married and I'm watching them have kids and I was like well this is why we're all friends we're still friends because even though that stuff exists and it's changing but to me it's like I just want to keep going so it's more important now to get it all in while I can with the people that I want to get it in with until like you got to figure out who else you can do it with you know you know straight up man like you know I'm, I'm 25 and I look like I'm fucking 15 but like I, I, just from like observing and seeing like uh, people grow older and seeing uh, lives completely change, and there's nothing wrong with lives changing, you know. Like sometimes it changes for the better, for the worse, and it's all relative to the person's opinion. But um, I do really love the thought of like someone, not necessarily graffiti, but like someone who's into like a kind of like this esoteric shit, and it keeps them alive and it keeps them f- always creative and always like seeking for more. It just keeps them alive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because what is life if like you're just like satisfied with like, yeah, this is my life now. I literally do this from like this time to this time. Then I go home and watch this. I go to sleep and I continue this process until I borderline can't walk anymore. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. like this thing always like keeps you going. Like uh, like I said, not even just graph, but like, you know, like older dudes in, in bands or like, uh, or like, you know, Joe Hardcore is an older dude. And like he just recently started, not recently, but like a few years ago. So recently started training uh, jujitsu. And, like, now he's super into it. He's, like, competed. We've talked about it for, like, 40 minutes. Um, he books his hard. He has shit going on. He has a podcast. Yeah. He's, like, uh, traveling, going to other shows. He truthfully enjoys pitting yeah. Yeah. with, like, passion. <laughs> yeah. And he has moves. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, he can yeah, move. Yeah, and, yeah. like, and like uh, it's like you look at p- other people his age and it's, like, Bro, I don't know, man. I, I think this dude's living a little bit better. I think he's living more, like, fun. Well, yeah, it's like, dude, just like you just said, the dude still books all the stuff. He still pits. He's still doing yeah. all this other stuff. And then there's there's a, other people. Like, I've run into other people who I'd be working at an agency, and they love hardcore. Like, they love it to death. But just because they have a kid, they can't make it to one show yeah. a fucking year. Sucks. You can't. You love graffiti to death, but you can't go paint one, just a wall, just a wall or just a fucking train once a year, but no. you love it and you think about it all the time. It's like, yeah. I don't fucking know. Like, there's some things you physically can't do. Like, you can't skate forever. You yeah. can't ride BMX forever. That Those mm-hmm. days, when that's gone, that's going to fucking suck, you know? But, like, yeah, you can go to a hardcore show for the rest of your life. Yeah. As much as, like, you think, like... You can check out the new music for the yeah, rest of your you life. you can check out... You right? can play your own music. You can play. You can, you can continue to support. You can you make can, art. Yeah, you can do it. You can do all that shit. Yeah. Um, and that shit keeps your mind open, too, to just other possibilities. Like, um, there's that there's a thought that it's, like, yeah, it's some little kid stuff. It's some little kid stuff. But, like, you keep thinking that way. And, before, and when you'll be older, like, you're going to be that born-ass old dude who, like, isn't down to do anything because yeah. everyone says that's little kid stuff. I don't know, but it's like, you know, it's a common thought, but it's like, but who said, like, that's, like, yeah. why, because you say it now, it's official, like. I, I think about that all the time, actually, where it's like, oh, someone says, like, you know, you're still doing that, you're still riding a bike, you're still, mm-hmm. you're still painting, you're still fucking, yeah, but, like, are you, 
are you normal or am I normal? Yeah. Am I crazy or are you crazy? Like all my fr- all my friends are younger too, like in the 20, 25, you know, they're younger. Like, you know, someone who's 35 shouldn't be hanging out with a 20 year old writing graffiti. That's, that's what people say. Yeah. But I don't look at it that way. Like that, that's just a homie he fucking mm-hmm. paints like whatever fucking, I don't know. So yeah, that is, that is a good point. Cause it's like, I'll, that'll drive me insane for a little bit but then i just like won't care because it's like dude this stuff has brought me so far in like certain aspects of my life that i could never betray it at all as much as like i hate people who do graffiti sometimes and i hate the act of it or i hate how unhealthy it is or i hate being arrested or i hate the late nights or all that shit and you want to give up it's like you can't turn your back on something that has like opened your eyes to so many fucking things. And that goes with hardcore, too, or, like, being strange. Like, man, like, it. people will be like, oh, you know, it's just like, oh, the new, all the new bands suck. And it's like, no, it's just, it's the same shit over and over, but it's just hardcore. You like hardcore for hardcore. Like, mm-hmm. every show, it's like, yeah, if you go to 100 shows on a day in a row, you tour all year round, yeah, I guess it gets a little fucking You're stale. you burn yourself out. Burn yourself out. Take a little break, come back. But you can never forget what it is has given you like as bad as things is like i wouldn't have it any other way sometimes like mm-hmm. i should have done more honestly i should have gotten more trouble done more crazy shit <laughs> i wish i wasn't afraid of heights but yeah fucking i, I wish i would have done like near death shit and almost fucking died so it's like yeah um I hate when people get jaded on that shit because it's really easy to do it it's easy to forget yeah, it's you easy know, to forget I, I, it's I easy do the to be same jaded thing, man. i do i like I'll be like, yo, this stuff is stupid. Like, I'm about to just never do this ever again. Or, like, I'm about to just, like, you know, all these people are, like, you know, it's easy to start hating and see only the negative yep. and just forget about, like, all the truly, like you said, like, beautiful shit that is, for me, I, I feel like um, just, like, all these things that I've been into since I was uh, super, super young have uh, honestly opened my mind more than, like, anything else could. Hell, yeah. Because it's, like... For example, if I study in like a school, uh, which I also have done, uh, that opens my mind in one way, but like that's a way that like is very common. You know what I'm saying? But like once you open your like eyes to the possibilities of like all these other things are possible, you realize like not only that, but like you you, you kind of realize like who is anyone to say like anything about anything? Like how can this person tell me like this is right? Or like I kind of think like... Like, for example, uh, it's just, like, dumb shit, but, like, to me, it's not. Like, people might be like, oh, if you're, like, uh, like 47 and, like, doing this, like, you're whack. Like, you're, a, you're like, a little kid. Yeah. But, like, I kind of really, really think that, like, 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 the way Charlie lives his life is the shit. Yeah. And I think that, like, the way he talks is so sick. And I think the way he thinks is sick and, like... I really enjoy being around that dude and like he's just like mad cool right and then like but then you look at other people his age and it's like yo you're literally like I can't relate to you and you're like you're like boring you're like boring and like also very judgmental like I know I can tell this dude like anything and he'd be like yeah like go for it or like yeah like this and that or like yeah you tell the other type of uh like uh older generation something and if it's not like yeah I want to do this one specific thing they'll be like Yo, that's cut. Like you're not doing that. Yeah. Like that's and not only that, but it's like an impossibility. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that closed-minded shit because like, 
That's what it is. It's closed-minded mm-hmm. shit, and it just like will literally ruin your life. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. I noticed that at work because like I'm a plumber, mm-hmm. and I usually work with like older men, you know, like like forty to fifty year old men, and um, it's like uh, they'll be like, "What are you doing after work? Whatever. Like, what, what are your plans?" I'm like, "Oh, like I have an episode. I have, I have a guest with a, you know, I'm, I do this podcast." Yeah, and they're like, uh, "Oh, that's cool. Like, what, what's that about?" And I'm like, um, they're like, what do you uh, talk about? Whatever. I'm like, oh, like different subcultures, like graffiti, skateboard. Like, oh, like really? Like uh, graffiti? Like, I don't know. It's not like some little kid shit, or like they'll just like be mad judgmental yeah. right off the bat yeah. without even like thinking about like yeah. what they're even saying, you know? And they're, <laughs> and they're like, who's his guest? And I'm like, oh, he's like, uh, he's like a forty year old dude. And like, yeah, he's like graffiti, like forty year old dude. Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. is he doing? Like, his life is like. Like, who are these bums, you know, in a way? <laughs> but, like, his life has more, like, I don't even know the word to put. Like, it's, like, for example, Charlie, like, he, so much more, like, value and, like, life, I would say, like, feeling alive than, like, you know, than, like, for example, like. Someone who does the, their plumbing job and goes home and drinks a beer while watching their their show. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, or they think that, you know, people are bums, but, like, you know, some of these people are millionaires. <laughs> like, so, so, yeah, like, some people have bread that are just doing graffiti. Yeah, like, you know, the fucking, some people yeah. are well off. Like, they're good. Some like, people they got, came from graph, like, real graph, like KR. Yeah. And look. Yeah, fucking. Bugged out. Yo. Yeah. I'm, and nothing, I love those people. Yeah. Because they did something that's, like, wasn't supposed to be done. Yeah. it's it's uh, That's, like, the craziest thing to me. And, like, uh. But speaking about that, you know, it's funny, like, I was at the dentist in Manhattan, and it was, like, it was, like, some, like, bougie-ass dental clinic, and, like, the lady is, like, she's probably, like, 32 or something, like, she's pretty young, and she's, like, working on my teeth, whatever, and then she's, like, yeah, so what do you do, or whatever, and I'm, like, uh, fuck, man, you know what I mean, I don't even want to, like, talk right now about anything, and then I'm, like, I I do, like, this podcast thing, and then she's, like, oh, cool, like, uh, what is it on, and I'm, like, I don't know, like, it's, you know, I don't, I don't like, want to, like, talk about nothing. And then um, she ends up, like, pulling it up and, like, lurking on the gram. And I'm sitting there, like, you know what I mean? Like, what is... Because this is, like, so far removed from anything that she's probably ever seen or, like, even thought of yeah. ever. Like, I think the first video at the time was just someone, like, you know, like, doing a fill-in, like, broad day or something. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. like, she's going to be like, who filmed this? Like, did you film this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, were you standing there as he did this? Yeah, yeah. And, and like, what did you even talk to this guy about? Yeah. And uh, and like trying to explain it to these people, it's crazy because, <laughs> while well, like in th- on paper like they're uh, like the intelligent like uh, the intelligent ones. I'm not saying like they don't have their form of intelligence, but I feel like I have to explain something to someone who would never be able to wrap their mind around it. Yep. And what does that sound like? It sounds like the the stupid one yep. almost. Because like you, I I can ex- I can explain it. You would never be able to understand. It's like a form of stupidity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I I, rem- I remember thinking that I'm like, yo, there's literally nothing I could do, um, to explain like anything to this person because they're set like super cemented in their way, and like this is just the way it is. And you know what it is? Like I'm not even mad at that. Because uh, that's what like makes a lot of this shit like cool and and like beautiful is like the fact that it is not that for everyone to yeah. understand. If it was for everyone to understand, it would just be like 
whatever. It would just be stuff. whatever. Yeah, we we can't we we as like all the shit that we do and talk about, we can't even hate on like all those other people for not understanding. It's just not what they do. Like yeah. the deli guy doesn't know shit about fucking graffiti or whatever, but that dude's funny as hell. Or like fucking <laughs> some dude working at Chipotle is like you know he's fun. He, you know, like there's a place for everyone, no matter who you meet. Like. No one, I don't expect people to understand because sometimes I don't even understand why. But, you know, like, fuck, you you just spent 12 hours driving around all day looking for spots. Then you went and painted them at night. It's like, we could have done so much more with our lives. (laughs) Like, like graffiti writers could have cured cancer. You know what I'm saying? But we chose to just, like, sit around and talk about how Apple Red works better in the tunnels than, like, you know, fucking Jade Green. Like, we sit around and talk about stupid shit, but it's like wouldn't expect like all these people to understand like you know fuck it and it's cool when they it's cool when they don't and in the end also you never even know like if, if i were you guys i'd be like hell yeah i do this podcast and mm-hmm. hell yeah i always tell people i fucking do all that shit because mm-hmm. like you never know oh my son used to mm-hmm. he, he he's got a friend it's like you never know who knows yeah, who yeah, especially yeah. Out, here. out here i think it's cool to say that you do that now you know everything's popular now so it's like everyone kind of understands i guess but it's like who knows? I mean, fucking, yeah. If I were you guys, I would tell people to do it. But it was something I was going to say is, uh, like, about being burned out. I'm sure, like, I'm sure sometimes maybe you guys look back, are going to look back on this and be like, damn, these fucking interviews sucked. Or, like, doing this shit <laughs> sucked. Or, like, yeah. organizing yeah. this shit sucked. But, like, even though, like, it sucks then, it's I think it's still worth pursuing. Like, you know. It's, this isn't taking much time out of our day, so it's just like you know, it's an hour of our time. And For me, it's it's really worth doing. Cause yeah. Like if, if I when I was uh, coming up more and I used to lurk online. Yeah. And lurk on interviews and read every magazine. And if I if there was something like this when I and yeah. I could have heard like you talk. Yeah. Or I could have heard like no going to detail about LSD. Yeah. Or if I could have heard like Charlie talking about like like getting down with g-stone crips dude i would have never left my crib yeah, yeah not not like literally but i would have just been straight up listening and, and memorizing sentences yeah and been yeah. like i'm gonna do the exact same thing yeah. or like you know what i mean like yeah. i would have just been super influenced and it would have had a i believe a, a positive impact in my life it would have gave me like a more more life and like put yeah. ideas in my head uh especially a lot with a lot of like the older cats because like uh they're past a lot of the like I'll stab you in the face phase now. Yeah, So yeah. they can put on the younger generation to be like, you know, like I literally did this to the highest degree and I would av- advise you to like maybe think twice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But even though like, you know, there's still something to be said about like PJ and Cap and like the way they acted mm. then. Yeah. Like it's just still hilarious. <laughs> like it's still funny. All those interviews are funny. Yeah. And there's still kind of like, there's still kind of like something to like, romanticize about like being the you know like they're villains like you know like i think there's something cool about that and i'm glad they did what they did i wish they still did and i think like they like you know like you said they inspired people around the world to be like like kind of like them like there's there literally is beef crews like they yeah. just beef and rag that's a form of graffiti that i kind of fuck with but no, it's, it's like but then they came out later on and they were like yo fucking those were huge mistakes. I don't. I don't really look at it like a. That was that. That's the best sec. That's the best section in Style Wars, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So it's like, 
Dude, it, it, <laughs> it like personifies like uh, it personifies like that like the style of graph like uh, the real fuck you. You know? What yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, or like, you're like you go over me. I'm going over you for life. Yeah. And just like you hear these things, and it's like they're they're literally like sentences that are iconic. You yeah. can never forget them oh, once you've heard dude. them. Yeah. And I don't think like anyone. Like you were saying, like like you would you've memorized like every sentence and all these magazine stuff and like I've read interviews and all that and same with me and especially like the first bands you've heard you can never forget some of those songs or chords or lyrics, but it it sucks because uh, I think that like there's not a lot of room to like make stuff like that anymore like because we can't say everything we want to say on air here right like fucking. If if a lot of people could, then a lot of people would be in trouble too. So it's like, it kind of sucks sometimes. But like in older interviews, like you know, like Star Wars, like fucking, they kind of said what they needed yeah, to yeah. say. Yeah, like yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah, bro, uh, dude, thank you so much for uh, coming. Yeah, yeah, up, yeah, it was yeah. An amazing time. Yeah, bro. yeah, awesome, cool, thanks. Really thank you, man. <laughs> Peace.